Partners to Protect. Brought to you by KCLOR, the IBI, and funded by Commission Amman with a television license fee. Check out rstoprotect.ie for more information. Tell us a little bit about your own involvement. Obviously, you're hugely passionate about the environment. Where does that come from? God, Ethan, it was always in us. It was kind of ingrained as kids growing up. I grew up in the 70s when we took our environment for granted, when we were used to clean air, when we were swimming in rivers, when we were going out across the bogs, when we were collecting blackberries, all of those very simple things. Kind of, We did a bit of growing our own food at home, like my dad was interested in the garden. So I suppose some of it came from that and my grandparents' input as well that I was interested. And then I was delighted to have the opportunity, say, through working here in, in Carlow County Council, to work in the environment department and it it really kind of compounded all of the interest that I had into one ball of, I don't know whether it's fury or enthusiasm, but, you know, it, it kind of accelerated the, the understanding of the importance of a shared planet for all species, you know, the importance of it. And then, of course, I became a grandmother, you know, and that was a really momentous occasion and a, and a real shift as well in that, I'm, you know, it's, it's the next generation, but it's not the next generation. It's, I'm looking at two or three generations down the line. So I'm looking at my grandkids and then the opportunities that they would or wouldn't have when they please God, are lucky enough to, to become a grandparent like me. So I suppose it's, it's driven my long-term vision. Having them has, has kind of put a focus on the long-term vision for the planet. And, and when the science is out there and I see, you know, they say that by 2050, um, half there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than there are fish. And by 2050, we're going to live, most of us are going to live in, in smoky towns and cities because of, if we keep going on, on the kind of route that we're going around the lack of climate action and that terrifies me for them and it terrifies me for for their grandchildren you know in time to come so I suppose on a personal level that's really where where the, the spur to action is coming from you know it's 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 looking at the future generation in my family and, and wondering what's going to be there for them. It's so important because looking at that trajectory of 2050 and you know you referencing growing up in the 1970s you know I grew up in the in the 80s in less than 100 years, we've gone very far away from the kind of green fields and the blackberry picking and the growing our own fruit and veggies and all of that, haven't we? Yeah, and, and the other thing as well is like, you know, let's say we change things with the Industrial Revolution and that's progress. And progress has to be made for all of our lives. But on the other end, you know, over half of the plastic that was ever produced on the planet has been produced since the 1990s. And we knew about plastic at that stage. Do you know, maybe people are now kind of getting more involved or more interested in the fact of, of, of the damage. And maybe social media has had a huge part to play in that, that we're more connected now and we can see the damage we're doing. I think that's a really important point because we didn't give it much thought. You were suddenly buying all of these things wrapped in plastic or the, the processed foods. And, and, you know, it was kind of convenient for our lifestyles because people are working and two parents are out of the home and all of those things. So it was convenient for us. But when you see some of the photographs from around the world of, you know, containers of our rubbish being sent out to China or the seas just drenched in, in plastic and our, our sea life, their bellies being full of plastic waste. Mm-hmm. It's quite stark and it's, it's, it's shameful, really, I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, 
I suppose if we have to, you know, the UN Sustainable Development Goals tell us to act local um, and think global. And it all starts from, from us at home. You know, and people are often saying to me, look at Ireland's only a little small island. You know, what difference do we make when, you know, bigger countries aren't adhering or whatever else. But, but I always bring it back to the footprint of the Irish people. We're a little small island, but we have such a massive, have, have had and continue to have a massive effect on the entire world. So if we can teach our own people, you know, to change their ways and protect our planet. Those people are, are again, going to have massive influence across the world. Again, it comes back to the power of one, you know, like when you think of Rosa Parks or you think of Mahatma Gandhi, they were one person who, by their actions, changed the entire world in a different way. So we we have that opportunity as Irish people. It's something that we do really, really well, is our communications and our influencing on the behaviour on the behaviour of others. But I would say as well, you know, even when you're thinking about, you know, the, like the polar bears, everyone is familiar with the polar bears on the ice cap and whatever else, and it terrifies a certain amount of people. But when you bring it back to your local, to your local community, I, I recently saw a nest, um, a bird's nest, and in a tree, and the nest, you know, they had finished nesting in it, but in the nest there was an awful lot of plastic contained in the nest so it was all this kind of very soft plastic that the bird had used to build the nest and the problem is the chicks when they're born will pick at that nest so are they ingesting plastic did they ever make it out of the nest in the first place so it's something that was very simple and very local that absolutely you know that shocked me to the core you know it wasn't a polar bear or or a seal with plastic belly it was actually going to be a local chick in Carlow town with a plastic belly and that wasn't because of other countries and what they were doing that was because of what some somebody had discarded locally and that's kind of what frightened me as well it kind of brought it back home yeah listen you must see an awful lot of positives then in in your work there as climate action coordinator with Carlow county council yeah do you know what i will say that even support internally across the different functional areas so you know as climate action coordinator you're dealing with all of the different areas so you're looking at changes are being made in the way we build our houses and the way we build our road and the way we administer planning all of the different functional areas across the local authority are given 110% in terms of, of protecting our planet and that has been a real joy and a real learning curve I suppose for me in terms of the complexities of what the other departments do or, or the issues that they're facing and carrying out their, their role you know so as colleagues, there has been a great opportunity for us to come together and kind of put a, put a lot of vision and a lot of thought going forward. Like people often say, what are you doing that for? That's ridiculous. But as a local authority, we have to have a 10, 20, 30 year vision or strategy. So while they might know, they can say, what did you build that road for? That's crazy. It's usually part of a bigger connected plan. So to understand what was happening in the other in the other functional areas it has been a really, really steep learning curve, but also the support that kind of as the climate department we've received, you know, has definitely given me a a renewed sense of passion to keep going forward and then through the 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 climate movement i suppose you meet fantastic people out on the ground you know there's fantastic voluntary organizations county carlo environmental network you know your green schools your community groups there is a real move towards um trying to take you know positive action in terms of our planet um and people with real passion and real commitment out there. And I suppose that really, you know, drives me and all the negativity that seems to be surrounding climate change at the moment, because it does all sound doom and gloom, whether it's national or local. There's an awful lot of positives to come out of it as well. This, we, we never had as good a time to make the changes as we have now. They don't have to be big changes. We can all make simple changes together. You know, we do need the legislation and we have some of the legislation coming down from government level and now at local authority level, but even at community level all of us you know it's a great time to come together and to take the positive 
action that's needed and we as a local authority say through our sustained mobility sustainable mobility options are trying to work together with people to offer them those opportunities to make the right choice. Fantastic work Jeanette you're doing Trojan work there delighted as always to talk to you Jeanette O'Brien Climate Action Coordinator with Carlow County Council and Jeanette look forward to chatting with you lots more over the Hours to Protect series about all of the really great things that are happening in Carlow in terms of climate action thank you so much for your time Thank you Ethna thanks a million Ours to Protect is funded by Commission Oman with a television licence fee and is a partnership between KCLR and the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more information.